who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today, from divorce to call-out culture to masculinity to girls' confidence. Season two of Thread the Needle finds the meeting place between feminist ideals and the realities of women's lives. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Book Club Babes. Let's get into it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Do this. This. Oh, sorry. Okay. Let's let's do do this. <laughs> okay. <No>. Let's <laughs> do this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yikes. Hi. Yikes. Hi. Hi, hi. Hi. How are you, mini egg girl? I'm the best mini egg diet coke girl you've ever seen. Truly. I'm uh, I'm more of a uh what are those? Fuck, what are those? It's like Hershey's mini eggs. What are they called? Don't tell me you're an eggy person. (laughs) Yeah, eggy. I'm more of an eggy and Pepsi kind of person. (laughs) Are we still friends? Excuse me. I actually don't like the eggies at all. They taste way different. I'm pulling your Lego. (laughs) Better be. Oh, my gosh. I almost I almost pooped my pants. Right on the spot. Mini eggs. I knew that, but I thought you might be pulling my leg. Don't tell me you're an eggies person. No, (laughs) no, never. I would. How cool was our, how cool was that interview that we did last week? That was so good. Amazing to the max. I hope everybody else liked it. I hope so too. It was so much fun. It's just really. And Charlotte was lovely. Mm-hmm. she was a lovely person and it's just awesome to talk to somebody that you hold in high regard and appreciate yeah. their craft it literally just blows my mind that we can like read a book and then mm-hmm. have a question about it like the the wolf thing like if that was mm-hmm. real or not and then be like hey was this real or not and then they give you an answer 
Like, yeah. in what world does that happen? <laughs> exactly. I'm still shook. Was- I'm still shook. Shooketh. Shooketh. To the core. To the core. To the bonus. To the bonus. Not that kind of podcast. Yikes. oh my god just a filthy podcast i don't know verity was pretty filthy biting yeah. some headboards baby oh why yeah yo yeah yeah boners for everyone you get a boner boner club babes <laughs> no. i'm not here for that everybody's just left right now so we're talking to nobody <laughs> I can't. I'm like, I'm just thinking what that would be. (laughs) Oh my god! So fucked. Okay. Oh my abs hurt. (laughs) If you're still here, hey, cut that. Cut it. Cut it. Anyway, what have you been reading lately? <laughs> I finished up Daisy Jones and the Six. It was a good, decent. Oh, book. nice. Longer than it needed to be. That's how I felt. Yeah. What's how many stars? Like three. It was three stars. Like, yeah. Okay. It would have been four okay. if it wasn't so long. Like, mm. just get to the point. We're a year old. Oh yeah, hell yeah, we are. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> Happy birthday to the Boner Club babes! Happy <laughs> birthday! Let's see what pops up this year. <laughs> Zing! But I'm chewing. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Uh, anyway, and now I'm reading. We're oh, all adults here by Emma Staub. Nice. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And are you yeah. liking it? I don't, I've had to reread it like five times because I've been reading it while I've been so sleepy. Oh, yeah. And That'll then I do forget it. where I happened and then I have to go back like 10 pages and I'm like, oh, now I finally remember. Oh, well. Maybe just like keep, just persevere and then it'll be a surprise. Yes, it'll, true. I'll true. just be surprised. <laughs> Who is this You'll person never know again? what's going on. Yeah. I don't know if I miss something dad? <laughs> Wait a second. Did somebody die? Oh, fuck. <laughs> Whatever. You never know. You what never are you know. reading? What are you reading and what are you up to? Oh, I can't remember. Did I did I finish Razorblade Tears? And you started again? it. Yes, last time. Yeah. I started, started it last time. I finished yeah. it. Mm-hmm damn good book would recommend very good book and I finished ask again yes and it was cute and very much what I thought it was gonna be so that was cool um and I started reading the trauma cleaner one woman's extraordinary life in the business of death decay and disaster by Sarah Crest no stin steen yep perfect i think that's exactly how she pronounces it i heard her say it once yeah 
yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, hi, my name is Sarah Krasnostein. Yep, that's <laughs> what she said like, to me when I met her. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, anyway, nice it's to about meet you. It's about a woman who's got a death cleaning business. That actually sounds amazing. I want to read about it. Sometimes I watch. Do you ever watch those on YouTube? No. Crime oh. scene cleanup? Yeah. Does it show everything? It shows like, yeah, it shows like blood stains and stuff. I really like car upholstery cleaning. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll watch like hoarder cleaning too. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's very it's very weird because I've gotten to this weird point where like I love listening to true crime. I love watching my forensic files. I love all the documentaries. Like I love them. But as soon as there's like a crime scene photo that's too graphic, I'm like, the nerve. Like, I don't want to see that. How could you? But it's It's like, how come I can listen to it all? Yeah, I don't, I have a hard time looking at like crime scene photos. The ones that you see like online, it's like usually someone's passed away and nobody's found them. It's not like a real. Yeah. So it's just like a big brown blotch on the floor or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, it's just like there's this forensic files episode that I've seen quite a few times, but like the woman, there's a woman and she's burned in a dumpster and due to the heat and the containment of the heat, her body shrinks and it's just yeah. like this little tiny barbecued human and they show it fully and it's so fucked because they don't normally show like that graphic stuff but it's so disturbing i want to puke (laughs) right now yeah yeah so remember that when you have your barbecue dinner tonight (laughs) jk tastes like well enough about that before we start talking about this book we should play a little trailer Well, this is sort of a grand adventure story. She just took off thinking that somehow she could figure it out as she went along. Home Before Dark was so complex. By the time I was done with it, I knew I needed to do something completely different. And so the idea of a book that takes place in real time was interesting to me. In all of my books, there's somebody people have an idea about, but underneath they feel like, oh, if you really knew you'd run screaming, because that's what I lived with until my outside person matched my inside person. Hey, everybody. This is Cindy Burnett, and I am the host of the Thoughts from a Page podcast. Several times a week, I interview authors about their latest works. We chat about their covers, their titles, sometimes what inspired them, and always what makes their book stand out. I hope you'll check out my podcast. It can be found on all of the major platforms, including Apple and Spotify. Thanks so much. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. 
They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. And we're back. Should we talk about the book that we're reading? Yes. Yes. If we must. If we must. Who's it by? The main Nina, Nina. Nina Prose. Cool. Cool. Yeah. What are your so, first impressions? At first, I was like, no. But as we went on, I was like, yeah, cute. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I like. I the- had a really, really. Oh, sorry. No, no, I like the quirkiness kind of of Molly. It's growing on me. Yeah, at first I had a really hard time. Like I probably would have stopped reading it if it wasn't mm-hmm. a book club book because mm-hmm. I just wasn't. It felt very mundane and mm-hmm. kind of like Ugh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I do. I really yeah. like the character of Giselle, though. I found myself thinking about her today. Yeah. Yes, I do. On Tuesday, after Tuesday, I did like to mm-hmm. understand a little bit more. I'm liking how their relationship is unfolding. I know. I think it's kind of cute. Like, I like that element to it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, do you want to start? Okay. So take us yeah. away. Okay. We're reading the prologue through to chapter seven. Seven. Yeah. Oh. So she. it starts right. off, we're, we're introduced to the maid, just a maid. Um, and essentially what a maid is a hotel maid is like, so I wrote this down thinking like this kind of really sums it up. And I don't know if this is a direct quote, but essentially it says, I'm your maid. I know about you, but what do you know about me? So it's Mm -hmm. like, she sees, and like, they go in and they clean up all of your, indiscretions and all of this stuff and I do like a little nosy Nelly moment for them like I do like that like aspect because I feel like I wouldn't go through people's stuff but I would like to know about like what's going on in your life little nosy Nelly yeah it it is interesting the concept Mm -hmm. of and especially like how much pride she takes in her job yeah so it's very like it's very interesting and I actually mm-hmm. really love how much she likes cleaning too like, yes I'm like, yeah okay okay yes yeah but it is weird you never think about that that mm-hmm. you have no idea who that person is who's just going in your room cleaning your room after you've slept in it yeah mm-hmm. so it is interesting so chapter one 
uh, we start off on Monday and then we meet Molly, the maid, ha ha. The joke is not lost on her. She gets it. Um, she's a maid at the Regency Grand Hotel. She's a 25 year old woman with an estranged mother and father. She has no recollection of her. Um, and she's working at this fancy hotel. It sounds very grand. Obviously it's in the name. Um, like there's mm-hmm. brass stair, uh, stair railings and like marble floors. And it sounds very obviously rich and fancy. Fancy. Um, wow. You can really dance. That's what it reminds me of for <laughs> some reason. <laughs> Um, what's that from that's from like tiktok wow you can really dance you can really dance it's from like a movie or something though isn't it oh maybe i'm not sure what it is originally from um so she's right off the bat you can see that she's like very thankful for her job and she appreciates her job so much um and she's just um it's just her and her gran but we do find out that her gran has passed away Odd. yeah um she you can already tell that she's maybe a little particular um as she's describing what she's going through her day-to-day life um and that mm-hmm. outside of work she struggles in social social situations um and it's been even harder since her grand died about nine months ago because she always confided in in her, and she was always or the like one just to- asked her, like, yeah, yeah. What does this mean? Yeah, what does this mean? Like she doesn't understand really, like um, just typical sayings that you and I might say, like I don't know, yeah, water off a duck. It was like her grand translated, yeah. like her grand translated mm-hmm. the real world for her, sort of exactly totally that's exactly what it is um but today is not like any other day because today she found someone very dead dead (laughs) dead did um and that very dead person was mr black but other than that her day was normal Um, we learn a little bit about Mr. Black. He's a famous real estate tycoon. Um, and he's married to Giselle, who is his second wife. And he owns about a quarter of the city that this is taking place in. Molly notes that Giselle didn't seem her normal self today. She was kind of upset and short with her. Um, and when she first went to clean um, she had to not, she couldn't clean the bathroom. So she's circling back to clean the bathroom and there is no answer. Um, and the hotel room is definitely not how she left it. Um, there's like drinks all over the place and everything like that, but, um, she tidies up a bit and then goes off to check the other rooms. She notes that the safe is open Um, and then she sees Mr. Black, but at first her thought is that he's not dead. He's just sleeping, which Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would then go on to tidy around him, but that's what she decides to do. Yeah. She's like, his shoes are not 
together. Yeah, I must yeah, fix them. In the right spot. I better fix them. Yeah. Um, so she starts to tidy the room, but then she starts noticing other things like Giselle's purse, um, purses missing and her pills are open on the nightside table. She's like, wait a second. Is he breathing? Because I don't think I've heard him breathe. <laughs> she checks and yes, in fact, he is dead. Um, and she, she's just like, um, I better call down, I guess. And she <laughs> calls down to the office and is like, I need to talk to Mr. Snow. Um, I have a guest who is permanently indisposed. <laughs> 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 Imagine, it. yeah she's just like um just so calm about it I guess it's just strange yeah. but in the mirror yeah. she is like in the mirror she's like noticing that like she is not okay in that moment but like just when she gets on the phone she's like yes I need help here please yeah yeah she passes out and then she yes. calls again and then the cops and Mr. Stowe come yes so Molly is taken to Mr. Snow's office and she's alone in there and she's been given tea and a shortbread cookie that she is mildly obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it was just the courtesy that she was impressed with. Um, And she's also worried about her cleaning quota for the day and her tips that she will not receive now, which is fair. Yeah. Tip card anyway. Yeah. Um, she's sitting there. She's been sitting there for a long time. So to pass the time, she decides to run through her day. Um, and she starts with arriving at the hotel and chatting up Mr. Preston, who is the doorman. Um, he seems like a very nice guy. He knew her grandmother. Um, we find out a little bit more about that, but not really later. So it's kind of like murky. Um, but yes, he's very kind. Cheryl, who is also nicknamed Chernobyl, is the head maid. Um, and she just seems like an absolute disaster. She steals tips from Molly. She, like, obviously doesn't want to be there doing her job. She's just, like, that shitty coworker that everybody's like, fuck her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dane Cook would call her the Karen. <laughs> the one friend that everybody keeps around. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We find out that Molly is also friends with the dishwasher. His name is, I think it's Juan, Juan yeah. Manuel. Is that how you'd mm-hmm. say it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like she slips him room keys on, on each of her shifts. So he has somewhere to spend the night, which at first you're like, how sweet. Oh, sweet. Aw, that's cute. Yeah. yeah. That's cute. Um, but it genuinely seems like Juan Manuel is kind to Molly um and appreci- appreciates her so that's confusing i'm wondering what's going on there but anyway um then we find out that molly had one boyfriend in her life and his name was wilbur and he was a liar and a cheater so that's great later when we find out what he did it like broke my fucking heart all right oh and i maybe i hope it comes back around and like she takes advantage of him or something like she i don't know that made me so angry i was mad anyway um then we meet rodney yeah me too like who does that (laughs) shitty people okay 
Then we meet Rodney and he's the bar manager and he kind of seems like this suave, confident guy. There is a note that he wears a Rolex and Mm -hmm. later on it's like seems very fitting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's also obvious that Molly has a bit of a crush on him. She goes to the bar every morning to collect newspapers from Rodney to distribute to the guests. So Rodney is reading a newspaper article and he shows it to her and it's about Mr. Black. And it mentions something about how his daughter has 49% of the company shares and he wants them back. Um, And I think it also sort of bashes on Giselle a bit and Molly doesn't like that because Giselle and Molly are friends. So Mm -hmm. they kind of have an exchange about that. And then when she goes, again, she's thinking about her day. So she's thinking about how when she goes to clean the black suite, Giselle is upset and not interacting with her and has also forgotten to tip her, which is very unlike Giselle. Um, And when Molly's there cleaning the rest of the penthouse, she notices that there are two one-way tickets in Giselle's purse and that the safe is open and it only has one passport inside and a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. Cash money. All the monies. Cash, 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 cash. Make it rain. Make it rain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also, I did make a note that Molly does have like her thought bubble above her head is not kind and polite like her mannerisms are. She told in her head she wishes that she could push Cheryl off a balcony. <laughs> I know. It if seems she- like, and she she thinks that kind of stuff about Wilbur later too. Yes, yes, yes. Like there is a part of her that is maybe a little different than what is even being, she is portraying herself. Yeah. Um, and she thinks a lot about putting bleach in people's faces and mouths. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. Yes um so then we meet detective stark um and detective stark it starts to interact with her molly wants to know like as a witness what happened um and molly is obviously super awkward (laughs) um she's brutally honest and straight to the point um and um it kind of makes mr snow and detective stark a little uneasy um detective uh sorry mr snow kind of covers for her in the sense of being like oh she's just in shock don't mind her um Mm -hmm. because during one of this um this interact be during this interaction molly thinks of a joke as well and starts (laughs) laughing (laughs) so she's not very great with timing and she does notice that about herself um she straight up asks was he murdered um and detective stark says that it's likely a heart attack because of the petechial hemorrhaging around his eyes but they need to check off all the bases um so she needs to come down to the station with her and for a formal statement but molly's like but um actually i gotta finish cleaning so that maybe we could do this another (laughs) day and mr snow's like can we reschedule on that actually um i'm busy cleaning so um no 
but then I've Mr. got Snow's responsibilities. Like, <laughs> Mr. Snow's like, I'll pay you for the rest of your shift. It's okay, go. So she does oblige. She's at the police station. Of course, she notices how dirty the room is, <laughs> which is funny. The aesthetic is not on point in there. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it's white and clean. And I appreciate that. But not when it's like not taken care of. Like she's noticing the fingerprints everywhere. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, the detective thinks she's in shock. But really, I think she's just an awkward human. Mm -hmm. Um, She asks what she noticed about the room, but she doesn't really want to, like, Detective Stark, but she doesn't really want to say anything about the money and Giselle's purse having been gone. So she mentions the pills, and then she says that they're Giselle's. Um, And the detective's kind of like, how do you know that? And she's like, oh, because I organized them, and then, like, went off in a different rant about organizing toiletries and I think the detective's like what who is this person yeah yeah um the detective asks if she knew Mr. Black very well she says no then she asks if she knew Giselle and that gets Molly thinking back to when she and Giselle had first met um and it seems as if when they first met they had chatted and Giselle had told her that her life sucks and Molly had told Giselle that her ex left her with financial problems and they're kind of like just exchanging life's woes as you do as you um, do <laughs> and Molly or Giselle gives her a $100 tip and that's when they become friends Giselle kind of coaches Molly on how to be more normal for example like she would stand too close and she was like you know you stand too close you kind of got to leave a little bit more room (laughs) which is nice like that's something that Mm -hmm. she would appreciate right like Mm -hmm. having not known that yeah um and it doesn't make her feel stupid Giselle doesn't make her feel stupid which is yeah very nice um she arrived once and Giselle greeted her saying that she needed to clean quickly because she was going to give her a makeover, which is like kind of funny. Makeover, um, makeover, makeover, makeover. <laughs> I just makeover. find it so like clueless that she's like, clean quickly so I can give you a makeover. Like instead yeah. of like, don't worry about cleaning or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do it quick. Clean quickly. Yeah. Um. So they are sharing info with each other when this makeover is happening. Giselle is envious of Molly's life in the sense that Molly doesn't need to rely on anyone and she can walk down the streets without being recognized and blah, blah, blah. Um, And she talks about how she had a goal, which was to marry Rich. And she even had a coach, a woman coaching her on how to do this, which is creepy. I don't really, I don't, Mm -hmm. anyway. Charles, who is Mr. Black, that's his first name, he cheats on her everywhere and is very controlling. So it's very obvious that she's probably just in this for the money. Um, But that's when Molly notices bruises on Giselle. And when she asks her where she got them from, Giselle says, like I said, things aren't always great between Charles and me, which is not cool. Like, that's Mm -hmm. really not cool. Yeah. Um, She... Giselle ends up giving Molly this hourglass that had been filled with sand that had been a gift from this mentor weird woman yeah mentor like um gold digger mentor like (laughs) (laughs) and she finishes the makeover and then the detective is kind of like hello did Giselle ever talk to you yeah like are you there um 
And Molly responds with, I'm a hotel maid. Who would want to talk to me? And the interview is over. And Mm. I find it very interesting that Molly Mm. is protecting Giselle. Mm -hmm. I find it interesting as well. That is very interesting. Yeah, that she's covering for. Especially because she, like, we even see where she's very much like, not a tattletale, but she very much mm-hmm. is like black and white rules, right? Like yes. you're either abiding by the rules or you're not. And yeah. now she's yeah. choosing very much not to, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there was an instance where she does tell like Mr. Snow, like there's somebody trying to sneak other people into their room. I saw yeah. the air mattress. Yeah, like all and, that like, stuff. Infractions in the hotel and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so she's back at home at her and Grand's apartment um and it's time for her to clean some more (laughs) um her and her grand love a clean home a clean body and clean company so I guess right oh yeah um she's obviously learned a lot of of this cleaning stuff from her grandmother and um she each night of the week they had a different chore to do so you can see how regimented and where she's getting this kind of uh, mindset from um so Mm -hmm. sorry so she's kind of contemplating um she always asked a lot of questions of her grandmother about her mom um and it sounds like her mom and dad kind of like ran away together between the time she was one years old and six months so it sounds like maybe the dad had a lot of influence on the mother so it doesn't sound like it's great um they sound like uh, great parents yeah it doesn't sound like and it doesn't sound like the grandmother has like a lot of confidence in the mom breaking away from the dad at all yeah um we learn a little bit more about gran she was a maid for a family um called the cold wells and um she was saving all of her money from that what she called the fabergé um for for um molly and like the for her life to be able to like go to school and everything like that. Um, And we do find out that Molly was indeed going to school for hotel management and hospitality. And she was very excited to um, go. And that's also where she met Wilbur. Hmm. Um, It wasn't long after they started dating that he turned out to be controlling, very controlling and mean um and one day gran sends her down to the atm to make a deposit in the fabergé and um wilbur notices her pin number and then steals her bank card and all of their money every penny like this the grandma has been putting money in there for years Ever. yes forever yes and so even said that molly would have enough money to go to school and pay rent for two years two whole years yes oh. like oh my mm-hmm. god there was a lot of money in devastating there. um so she doesn't even know where he lives she's trying to get a hold of him and he's just ghosted her 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's too embarrassed to call the police because that would mean she would have to tell Gran about what's going on. And I wish Gran- she did. I know. I know. Um, she doesn't want to worry her about this because Gran is very ill, but they at first don't know what's going on, but they find out that it's pancreatic cancer, which is sad. Impalative. Um, yes, she is going to die. Um, and then she gets a call from Mr. Snow and he says, I know you just found a dead body, but can you work tomorrow? <laughs> Because, I'm like your only day off. You yeah. cool? <laughs> yeah, your only day off in like a weeks. Can you come in and work because Cheryl's all fucked up about Mr. Black? <laughs> too much trauma. <laughs> it's too much for her. It's too much. She can't. Oh, garbage. Garbage. But of course, so it's you Tuesday know, now. Yeah, she'll go. Yeah, she went. She goes. So it's Tuesday. Molly wakes up from a nightmare that she had about Mr. Black. Essentially, he, like, explodes into ashes everywhere, which is messy, her worst nightmare, and also creepy. So, like... Harry Potter zombie, like... Yeah! (laughs) If you were to dig into that, I feel like there's a lot of symbolism. Yeah. So, whatever. Molly goes to work. Mr. Snow hands her the newspaper with the headline um, being about Mr. Black. She reads it and notices a part that says Giselle is now the heir of his fortune um, and that she was last seen leaving the hotel with an unknown man. Interesting. So it turns out Giselle is staying at the hotel, but on another floor and Molly won't be her maid anymore. Mr. Snow tells her this. Um, Juan Manuel mentioned something about what will happen to the hotel like he's somehow it's a weird comment I don't really understand it but it seems like he thinks that Mr. Black somehow has something to do with the hotel yeah yeah worried about the legitness of his business yeah Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know um, she goes to get the papers and Rodney's there. Ooh, she asks him for a hug. Ooh, she thinks that he likes her. Um, she notices he has a black eye and he tells her. Oh, he was um, helping Juan. He- oh, he was helping Juan move a bag. Right, 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 yeah. right. Sounds legit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he tells her that he wants her to come back after her shift and tell him every last detail every single detail and she, yes and she thinks it's a date poor molly it turns out that all this time rodney does like her that's what she's thinking but she is very naive unfortunately to these situations um she's now recounting the time when her and Rodney had their first date because now they're having their second date and she's very excited. So she showed up to clean what she thought was an empty room. Psych. It ain't. (laughs) There's two big bald guys with face tattoos and a duffel bag. Delinquents. Delinquents. (laughs) Delinquents. They're so hoard. Um, (laughs) What? And they're horde, you know, so horde. <laughs> oh, horde. Okay, horde. they're horde. 
I think that's our clientele as the boner mm-hmm. club babes. <laughs> the horde ones. <laughs> the horde. The horde. The hoarder, the better. Um <laughs> oh Oh, dear anyways um yeah face tattoo guys with duffel bags then all of a sudden Juan and Rodney appear out of the bathroom and Juan is very surprised and is like you gotta get out of here you gotta scram he's like run (laughs) run um and then Rodney is like wait a second don't leave who's the boss hmm interesting um Mm -hmm. obviously there's like a back and forth and rodney's obviously into organized crime i think it's pretty obvious Um, yeah and some drugs or something yes drugs something like that because he does make a comment about juan staying in line because he'll make a visit to his family in mexico and then he will have nobody i know then no money will go back to his family etc and then molly is all of a sudden just like wait a second this room's a mess like yeah how do you expect who would think that there is nobody in this room and who would eat powdered donuts and not (laughs) clean them up who would eat powdered donuts without a plate yes (laughs) and promptly wipes it up yes (laughs) how dare they um and so she kind of like gets herself in the middle here being like i'll clean the rooms for you they agree that molly can be their cleaner upper because it's obvious that there's people in the room even though it's supposed to be empty um so then Mm -hmm. um rodney's like Let's meet up later and I'll explain everything. And so Molly mm-hmm. thinks that this is a date because they're going mm-hmm. to Olive Garden. She is the cues she's picking up on are not safe. She thinks that they're meant to be because they both love Olive Garden. Um, anyways, so Rodney tells her that the guys in the room are Juan's friends and apparently he's an undocumented worker um and he's working under the table but mr snow doesn't know that so you gotta help me how does that even work it's i think it's all just a front for to cover up what's going on like actually going right yeah but why would she like why would she think that juan was being paid under the table and mr snow doesn't know like yeah what's he doing just pretending to work there yeah (laughs) like yeah yeah um so you know you gotta help keep your mouth shut you gotta help me capiche essentially that's how we leave off mm-hmm. um one thing that i wrote down is that he keeps calling her a special girl yeah and i hate it i really hate it because because when said like Like, if I were to say to you, like, you're a special girl, you know, it's because I love you. And like, I think you're special, Mm -hmm. but he's almost mocking her. Like, he's not saying it. He's, he's saying she's weird. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what he's saying. 
mm-hmm. but she's taking it as a compliment and yes. it's so heartbreaking yes and then yes. they share like a not kiss kiss she mm-hmm. thinks it's a kiss and it's awkward and mm-hmm. he's using her obviously yes. so 100 percent. so any theories there are um I think that Rodney and Giselle are like some sort of duo trying to get Mr. Black. Do you think she gave him, do you think she gave him the Rolex or do you think that's from his drug, his drug? Yeah, true. Uh, It's hard to say if it's from Giselle or if it's from his organized crime. Do you think Juan's going to help Molly out? I could see something like that happening. I think that they will become like, yeah, not. maybe confidants like allies allies there we go yeah do you think Wilbur's gonna come back around and her money oh fuck I hope that she gets her money back but like I don't know how she would maybe Giselle's gonna give her money maybe yeah maybe she's gonna find something out and then Giselle's just gonna give her a shit ton of money (laughs) keep quiet here you go maybe she's already kind of covering for her so yeah, because they're friends. Like Giselle yeah. is genuinely nice to Molly. Yeah, and she's not used to that. And she probably finds comfort in it since Gran has passed, right? Because yeah. the only other person yeah. who would be quote unquote real with her is Gran. So yeah. Hmm. And I'm not like against um like a wife beater being killed. Yeah, same. <laughs> like i'm not boring yeah like necessarily but like if she killed him i wouldn't i'd understand yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's like whatever you know exactly one less shitty dude out there (laughs) one less shitty one less shitty guy yeah yeah Hmm. all right okay well well that's that that is that Join us next week for the next episode of Boner Club Babes. Boner Club Babes coming at (laughs) ya. Oh, no. (laughs) It's so hard. (laughs) That's what she said. Bye. Bye. For real. Thank you so much for listening. Please join us over at the Book Club Babes Facebook group for book discussions and to make your book recommendations or on Instagram at bookclubbabes.pod. If you'd like to reach out to us directly, you can email us at bookclubbabes.pod at gmail.com or contact us on our website at bookclubbabes.ca. If you love the Book Club Babes podcast, please tell a friend about us. And until next time, bye! bye. In a world saturated with glossy facades comes a podcast that's breaking barriers. This is Reppin. It's where we do a deep dive into subjects like belonging to mental health, to courage, and more. On Reppin, you'll meet the faces you think you know and discover their untold stories. It's real, it's intimate, and it gives you insight into the real person behind the images. In a world of pretense, Reppin strips it all down. No filters, no facades. Learn and be empowered and find inspiration through thought-provoking stories that resonate with your journey. 
Every episode is an exploration into the truths and values that make us who we are. Representation, it's not just about race or gender. It's about you. Repin ensures that every voice is heard. Every story is valued. So be seen, be heard, and be represented. Listen to Repin wherever you get your podcasts.